Real people, real stories, real issues. Hello and welcome to Season 3 of Share, Learn, Connect. Throughout the series, we'll be exploring important topics like health and wellbeing, inclusion and belonging, the changes our people are making to influence our communities and the changes they hope to see in our society. We'll introduce to you ideas, tell stories and help you get to know your downer colleagues a little better. By listening to other people's perspectives, we hope you'll learn something new and connect on a different level. Downer acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and wherever you are listening to this episode today. We pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. This episode contains content that may be confronting to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more details. Today we'll be hearing from Samantha Grant, Thrive Program Lead in Sydney. Samantha shares her empowering story about her career journey, the people that have influenced her life and the impact that International Women's Day has on her personally. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Can I please ask you a bit about your career journey to start with? Yeah, absolutely. I graduated uni. I studied um, journalism at the University of New England. I had great aspirations of um, moving overseas and becoming the editor of Marie Claire. So I moved to London in my mid-20s and obviously those dreams didn't come to fruition, but that's okay. Um, I happily fell into education when I was over in London. I was working at the Royal Ballet School and that was an amazing privilege to work with young people who were in sort of elite standard of their area. That was um, a real learning curve for me and it was definitely not what I expected my career to be, but I loved education and I loved young people. And so I spent quite a few years following that path and that landed me eventually at the um, Women's College within the University of Sydney. So that's really where I realised that I wanted to kind of dedicate my life to the advancement of women. I think the Women's College um, is such a magic place. It's really like a breeding ground for the future leaders of Australia, if not the world. The conversations that are had around the dining table at Women's are just so impressive and every single day I just felt so lucky to be in such an environment where women were you know, celebrated and that gender equality, it wasn't a question, it was a statement and it was um, just assumed that that was the way that the world should be. So that was a really, really kind of big learning curve for me in my career and really solidified for me that that's where I wanted to spend the rest of my career in the advancement of women. And so for the past few years, I've been working in government, in diversity and inclusion um, within the tech space. So that was, again, a huge privilege. And um, after a few years there, I had this opportunity at Downer come up and I thought that I, you know, couldn't say no to it. Too good to be true working um, on such a brilliant program that I feel, you know, it's a real privilege of my life to be a part of working in a space that's, um, you know, women are underrepresented in in this kind of these kind of industries. But I think the program goes such a long way to be able to build capability within women to, um, you know, go as far as they can and as far as they want to in their career. So, my next question: How did you find a passion for women's education? 
So great question. Um, I think from a super young age. So I was raised in a single family home, single by a single mum, very strong woman. And she found, you know, the financial means to be able to send me to an all girls boarding school in Sydney. I'm originally from the country, but um, my mum thought that and she was so right that um, it would be an amazing opportunity for me to go to school in Sydney and I went to an all-girls boarding school. Again, it was such a wonderful environment for young women to kind of grow up in and find their voice. I certainly, I came from a co-ed school and I know that there's lots and lots of debate around what's best. Um, But for me personally, the kind of teenager that I was, I found an all-girls environment to be one where I could absolutely thrive. And I found such confidence um, and I found the most beautiful friendship group who are still my best friends today. And so I think living that experience and seeing how great it could be for people who it suited, um, that really sparked my love of women's education. I've never really deviated from it. I mean, I grew up in an all girls boarding school and then I went to work at women's and now I'm working in women's education. And I think, you know, it's sort of in my blood now. And um, I just, I really think the conversations that happen when it's just the, the sisterhood, if you are a woman and you've got your circle of best friends, the conversations and the support that you get, it's, it's just magic and it can be life-saving. And what is your favourite part about your role? So I am the um, Thrive Program Manager, which is a huge privilege, and I've been here for about six months now. That's a tricky question because there are so many great parts, but I think it's actually something that I didn't expect, and that is, I mean, I knew that I would be able to witness some really, really great things with within the program for you know, that the women were experiencing in themselves, you know, the capability uplift and um, developing all these amazing new skills. But what I didn't expect to see so much of, which is by far and away my favourite part of the role, is the relationships that are being built within Thrive. I mean, we're bringing women together who don't necessarily know each other, who are unfamiliar with their those different roles within the business. And we're bringing these essential strangers into a room. And by the end of the program, they have such strong relationships and sense of trust with each other and that for me has been such a privilege to see that we are building these these networks within the business that I think will they'll they will last far beyond the program they'll last you know potentially forever. So Sam you've spoken about your mum can I ask how she has influenced you personally maybe? Yeah absolutely so my mum is a force to be reckoned with and um, I mentioned that I grew up in a single mum family and she showed me I suppose that you can manage whatever is thrown at you um, even if you think that you can't and so my mum was pretty pretty impressive she um, graduated school and decided to go into law school and she was one of only three women in her class at the University of Sydney so she was one of the first women to actually graduate law um, at the University of Sydney and I think that's pretty pretty amazing, particularly back in the time that she would have been doing it. There would have been a lot of um, societal attitudes that would have made it difficult, I think, for women. I think I've just always really respected her fortitude and that's something that I've tried to kind of follow in my life and realise that 
it's absolutely okay to show your vulnerability. I think that that's where great things happen when you're authentic and you talk about things that you're struggling with. And she's shown me that as well because um, she's really taught me that it's not a weakness to tell people when you're struggling um, or have a hard day or a hard month. That's really where you learn your life lessons and you and you build that resilience. So, yeah, she's definitely influenced me in those ways. And would you say that she's one of your role models or do you have other role models mm. that you look up to? Yeah, I definitely would say that she's a role model of mine. I think as well, like the rest of the world, I absolutely love Jacinda Ardern. I think that the the quote she talks about that she rebels against the idea of um, leadership having to be a certain way and that it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to be kind and you can still be a strong and effective leader and I think that is so spot on and I think the world is you know opening up to that idea as well that we don't need to be brash and dominant and one-minded in leadership you can be all different types of leaders and that might work. I think it just comes down to authenticity. And I think Jacinda is incredibly um, authentic, being able to kind of, you know, recently, obviously, she stepped down as PM and being able to stand up in front of the world and say that essentially she's burned out. That's pretty amazing. And of course, uh, Dana is in New Zealand as well. So I'm sure that many of our listeners will have the same feelings as you. <laughs> um, so Sam, you spoke offline to me um, that you're also a mother yourself with your own mother's influences in mind, how does that influence your relationship and, and how you mother and parent now? Well, um, yeah, so I have a little baby boy. Um, he's not too, actually a baby anymore. He's two, um, a little Shep. And um, motherhood, honestly, it turned my world upside down. I was never really one of those amazing women who is totally sure that they want to have a child. For me, it was sort of, let's take it or leave it. And then it happily happened. Um, and it honestly rocked my world. And I think I actually ended up having quite a traumatic labor, which actually landed me in hospital for a month. Luckily, Shep was fine, but I ended up being diagnosed with um, postpartum PTSD because of the trauma of the labor. And when you think imagine your pregnancy and your labor and the early days well I'm not sure if other women do but I certainly didn't imagine the path going down like that and it really kind of shook my foundations because prior to that I'd always been pretty comfortable in my career I sort of I knew where I was going and I felt competent to a degree in what I was doing but then when I had shared I had no idea and I was totally through me and I was completely unrealistic. So just before I went into labor, my boss at the time said, okay, let's talk about when you might want to come back to work. And honestly, I don't know, I must've been completely deluded. I remember saying to her, okay, well, I'll probably have the day off when I give late um, birth. And then the next day I'll just check in in the afternoon and I'll just check emails and things. And I remember her saying to me, all right, Sam, let's just let's revisit this conversation and um, we spoke a couple of months after Shep was born and yeah it, she just yeah she was brilliant but I just was so so completely unprepared for what was ahead of me um, but again you know it's a huge um, it's it, yeah giving birth and having a baby particularly I think for someone who's been so invested in their career it just totally shakes you, you because you are 
completely out of your depth. And that's one thing that I had to learn is that I can't control anything with, you know, a baby. I can't control when he's going to wake up in the night. I can't control why he's going to wake up in the night. And it's just made me really kind of learn to roll with things. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a big lesson that I've taken away from motherhood is that you, I just need to chill out a bit really and it that took me a long time to learn because you can't micromanage a baby. Yeah. Very true, very true. Sam, we're so thankful to have you part of the Downer Group where you do focus on providing women in our business equal opportunities to grow. Uh, with this in mind, what does the IWD theme um, embrace equity, what does it mean to you? So I think this is actually a really great theme. I think the words equity and equality are sometimes used inter- interchangeably and obviously there's a stark difference in what those two words actually mean. I think, you know, we all know what equality means, that, you know, everybody is offered the same opportunities. But I think equity is what's far more important because that allows space for intersectionality, for example. Intersectionality, it can be a bit of a tricky concept to get your head around, but essentially the purpose of it is to recognise how different aspects of a person's identity might interact to change the way they experience the world and the different barriers that they may face depending on things like their background, their education level, race, religion and their lived experiences. I think, to put it simply, intersectionality is just recognising that there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. So in my case, I come from a place of extreme privilege. So I'm educated, I'm not currently living with a disability, I am white, I am cisgendered, and so all of that already pushes me into a huge place of privilege. And I think privilege is a tricky conversation because people with it, um, I know that in the past I've certainly felt guilty because of my place of privilege, but I'm not sure if guilt is a valuable emotion to be driven by in this situation. I think we need to accept if we are from a place of privilege, we are, but what can we do if we have that privilege? So the needs that I have are going to be different from the needs of those who live rurally, who live with a disability, for someone who was born in a developing country or those who've made their home here in Australia but whose first language isn't English. That is what is so important about equity is that it looks at the needs of every single person uniquely and to make sure that every single person, no matter who they are, where they're from, what they believe, that they're provided the opportunities that they need to succeed. So it's super important and I think it's an incredibly, you know, valuable theme. Wow, Sam, thank you so much for that response. That's really excellent, very insightful to hear. What are you planning on doing this International Women's Day with your team? Very good question and um, it's actually really, really exciting because we um, are about to start our first intake of Thrive for 2023 and so on International Women's Day, um, the Sydney um, Block One will about be about to start. So we're going to be welcoming all our new participants and symbolically we're actually hosting the event at the Women's College. So we're bringing all of our amazing downer women into a space where young women are totally celebrated and pretty special. The, the Thrive participants are going to be having lunch in the dining hall with the Women's College students. And so just to be able to see that, I think it's going to be really special and we can't wait. 
Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us today. I do have one more final question, if that's okay. For those, obviously you are the program lead for Thrive. How can women join if they'd like to? Great question, Ash. And so, as we mentioned before, Intake One is just about to kick off, which we're very excited about. But we are so thrilled to be able to announce that we're opening up an Intake Two for 2023. And expressions of interest will open for that in the coming months. So please keep your eyes peeled in your inboxes and we'll be sending out comms for that. And we would love to welcome you. Thank you again, Sam. That was a very inspiring episode for Share, Learn, Connect. Thank you so much for having me, Ash. It's been a pleasure. We've recorded this podcast to coincide with International Women's Day on March 8th, a key day in Downer's calendar. Sam is a real-life example of someone who encapsulates this year's International Women's Day theme, which is Embrace Equity. Thank you for listening. Join us next month for another episode of Share, Learn, Connect, Season 3.